Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply players.com have a merry christmas and we will be back next week i believe merry christmas see you then kcaa loma linda 10:50 a.m 106.5 fm and now 102.3 fm bc sports radio update starts now Trying to clinch. I'm Jeff Biggs, and a big week, week 16 Sunday in the NFL is underway. Nine early games going on right now, and the Patriots are trying to wrap up the AFC East. Third week in a row, they're trying to do that, and right now they are leading the Bills, but it's a one-possession game in Foxborough, 14-6. to Sony Michelle and James White with touchdown runs. The Cowboys trying to wrap up the NFC East. They are home as well, but it's a tight game with the Bucks. Dallas is leading 17-13 to early in the third quarter. The Colts trying to stay alive and force a, a scenario where they can win and get in next week with the Titans. They are trailing at home to the Giants right now, 17-14 to with 5-12 left to go in the third. And uh, aside from that, pretty much everybody else uh, that's mathematically alive, they need to win. Uh, the Vikings have taken the lead in Detroit. They're now up 17-9. to uh, The Browns are blowing out the Bengals with a minute left to go in the third in Cleveland. 23 to nothing. The Jags and the Dolphins are still tied 7-7 in Miami. And the Jets are on top of the Packers 21-20. Also, the Falcons lead the Panthers 17-10. In the big game in Philly, it's been tight with some good plays. And there's a lot of football left. Midway through the third, the Texans are on top of the Eagles 16-13. Deshaun Watson, two touchdown runs for the first time in the same game in his career. Coming up next hour, the three late games. The Rams are at Arizona. Todd Gurley. Thought he was going to play today. He is officially out. Will not go today for the Rams. 
Uh, the Bears are at San Francisco to face the 49ers. And the Steelers have the big showdown in the Superdome with Drew Brees and the Saints, who can wrap up the number one seed in the NFC with a win today. And then tonight, must-see on NBC as the Chiefs hit Seattle to take on the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. NBA tonight, LeBron and the Lakers will take on Memphis. The Warriors will play the Clippers. I'm Jeff Biggs, NBC Sports Radio. This is KCAA. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse. And for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com. Or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197. Hi everybody, Ray Lucia here with some important information about debt, your debt. Whether you have a first or second mortgage, you're looking to buy or refi a home or rental property, or just need to consolidate your credit cards to lower your payments and save some serious interest, you need to do some loan financial planning with Steve Allidort, my mortgage man, at LoanFinancialPlanner.com. Now, Steve's not your garden variety mortgage broker. He actually spends time evaluating how you can use the current super competitive interest rates to pay off your mortgage early. Purchase a rental property, improve your cash flow, upgrade to your dream home, or even help your kids or grandkids get into a house. That's what loan financial planning is all about. Steve's been helping me and my listeners for over two decades, and I can tell you he is the best finance guy in the business. Go to LoanFinancialPlanner.com. That's LoanFinancialPlanner.com. Or call Steve Allidort at 888-563-1070. That's 888-563-1070. Steve, why is it that guys on dating sites forget to mention their wives? Ah, Della, that's a great question. Did something like that happen to you? (laughs) Well, I was on a first date, and I thought it was a perfect match. Oh, Oh, so what happened? Well, if you want to find out, tune in this Sunday at 3 p.m. to The Dating Doctor on KCAA 1050 AM and 102.3 and 106.5 FM in the Inland Empire. NBC News Radio, I'm Phil Hewlett. As Defense Secretary James Mattis makes an early exit, President Trump said today Deputy Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan will replace Mattis at the Pentagon on January 1st. Mattis resigned last week because of disagreements with the president over Syria and Afghanistan. Lawmakers are on holiday break after failing to resolve a partial government shutdown. The Senate is adjourned until December 27th. The sticking point is the $5 billion President Trump is demanding for a border wall. The death toll is expected to rise after a volcano triggered a tsunami in Indonesia. Government officials said today more than 220 people are dead and nearly 1,000 others injured. 
Government shutdown or not, NORAD will keep an eye on Santa Claus this Christmas Eve. The Defense Department budget for this year was already funded by Congress, meaning the North American Aerospace Defense Command in Colorado will not be affected. Phil Hewlett, NBC News Radio. KCAA is your CNBC News affiliate. We're the station that gets down to business. Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. 888-713-2929 is our telephone number. If you pick up the phone and give us a call, we can help you with your mortgage issues, discussions. Maybe you need to uh, figure out if you even want a mortgage. I know that at this time of year, people are worried about all kinds of things. Uh, Certainly, the bill in January is not one of them. So if you're planning to buy a house early next year, you really got to watch that credit card, okay? So when you go shopping this year, You have a limit on your credit card. Try not to exceed 50% of that limit. And I'll tell you why. Really, it's 30%, but 50%. Because your credit score has to do with how much money you have yet to borrow. So if you max out that credit card and you pay the first installment as an interest payment in January, it's going to ding your credit report about 50 points. So don't do it if you're planning to buy a house early next year. If you're in the first quarter of next year and you're still paying the minimum, that's a bad thing too because what they do now is they look at how you're paying your bills off currently. Yes, I had a foreclosure five years ago. Yes, my um, bankruptcy has just been discharged seven years ago. That's not going to matter as much as if you are paying your minimums or if you are paying down on principal. And again, if it's above 50% of what you can borrow on your card, most people have a credit card limit of what? A couple thousand bucks, maybe 5,000, maybe 10,000. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who has, you know, unlimited uh, credit on your credit card, you know, $20,000, $30,000. If you go over that 50% mark, you have a $2,000 credit limit, and you go over 1,000 bucks, it's going to really hurt your credit. So don't do it if you're planning to buy or borrow money next year against it. Other thing, in the holiday season, we all tend to get carried away. I know. I do it too. I go to the store or I go to the mall or I'm online shopping. And online shopping is the easiest way that you can go over any limit on your credit card. Before you do any of this shopping, you have to know how much your limit is. And you have to write it in stone, you have to write it on your hand, you have to tattoo it on your forehead. Don't exceed that amount, especially if you want to borrow money early in the year or later in the year if you plan to only pay minimums for the first couple of months of the year to define or to, uh, to figure out what you're going to spend on your, on your bills. This is the the worst thing you can do to yourself if your present next year, all of next year, 2019, is going to be, I'm going to refi the house and fix the kitchen, take money out. I'm going to buy that uh, second home. I'm going to invest in my my children by buying them a condo in X and X City. Hi, everybody out there in San Bernardino and Riverside. Really appreciate you tuning in and to our friends up in Tahoe. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you again for tuning in each and every week to talk about, yeah, I know it's a boring subject. As I told you many times on the air, people say to me, 
how much can you talk about someone's mortgage before you run out of things to say? Well, luckily, I've got guests, so I, I do run out of things to say, but I have guests to come on the show, and they help us with all kinds of things about uh, decision-making processes, how to basically work in certain areas. We today are going to have Rebecca Fitzgerald back on from uh, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, we do a lot of shows in Las Vegas, and we talk a lot about that particular market. I want to get a handle on what's happening at the end of the year there. So she's going to come on at the 3 o'clock hour, and uh, we're also going to have on uh, Dr. Amy Cooper-Hakim, and she wrote a best-selling book uh, earlier in the year called Working with Difficult People. Now, in my business, just a quick side story. So yesterday I get a call from an angry real estate agent. Now, I work for Malibu Funding as well as to do this radio show. Malibu Funding is the sponsor of the show, 79620. That's their NMLS number. And they, uh, at Malibu Funding, yes, I, I'm the CEO over there, the president, I guess. And what they do is uh, um, provide me with the opportunity to come on the air each and every week and talk about mortgages, which I love to do. But I get a call from an angry real estate agent yesterday, and anybody who's bought a house knows exactly what I'm talking about. There are a lot of things going on in the buyer's mind and in the buyer's uh, psychological and emotional well-being. And uh, the last thing anybody wants to do is be in the crosshairs of someone who's cranky during a real estate deal. Well, the loan didn't fund on time, and we had some issues and had to get an extension. So by the time the phone call got to me, I don't do the loan itself. It's done by the real estate agent, I mean one of the loan officers that work at Malibu Funding. So I get the call from the agent, and the agent is just fit to be tied. But before I could begin to explain anything about what was happening, she said, please hold, I've got the buyer uh, waiting to, you know, click in. So I'm being sandbagged. Anybody knows what sandbag is? Of course you do. It's when you're blindsided by turn of events that is uh, planned by somebody else in order to manipulate a third party, something like that, right? So the buyer gets on and the agent's on and they just start in on me screaming and yelling and what's going on with this deal and how come and they want to take names and they want to ka you know what that means right kick blank so i i answered them and and i tried to turn it into a positive by having everyone relax and calm down but they didn't want to relax and calm down but thankfully for the place with which i live the cell phone reception is horrible so the cell phone got cut out and about 15 20 minutes later i actually called the agent who was the agent the loan officer on this particular deal. And her first comment to me was, did you hang up on him? Because I guess they called her and they said, you hung up on her? And no, I didn't hang up on anybody. What happened was, and I explained the mountains and where I live, and we got to talking about how people talk to you when they feel either anger or pressured or in any situation that uh, um, they get they get antsy or anxious. So the guest today coming on the show, I want to ask her about uh, dealing with people in situations in business because when you're talking about money, and, and the crux of the issue with that particular deal was the deposit for the buyer was threatened. It was a $30,000 deposit. And so without getting into all the fixes and all the clevernesses that I might have in my head, uh, that was at the crux of why they were so anxious, crazy, cranky. Anyway, the deal funded today, and, and nobody called me and thanked me. And it was, you know, a typical real estate deal where everyone's screaming, and at the end, everyone's happy, or, or at least less than angry. 
Um, and our third guest today, Celia Rios, who's been on the show a couple of times, uh, real estate agent here in Southern California. I want to get, try to get a handle on what's going on in the marketplace out there. San Bernardino, Riverside, I know that you're seeing more uh, houses on the market today than you saw three weeks ago. Uh, the reasons for that are plentiful. But what we've got is a very, mm, a market in flux, uh, something that's changing a little bit fluid. Uh, no, more than a little bit fluid, a lot fluid. Uh, there's a confluence of events happening at the end of the year, as it always happens at the end of the year. Stock market has really crashed in the last month, going down about 2,000 points. Now, for most people, that doesn't mean much because most of us are not invested heavily in the stock market. However, if you've got a pension or you've got a 401k or you're directing funds uh, for a federal credit union, any of these large organizations that you might have. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Have some money in. Yeah, they do invest in the stock market. And so watching all this secured money or it seems secured crash at this time of the year is not great and we're talking huge trade wars in china we're talking all kinds of issues across the pond in europe with what's going on with the english brexit all of these things affect the overall economy and now we're hearing the dreaded uh recession word pop up more and more i would say of the top 100 economists u.s Probably 25 to 30 percent of them are looking at a recession in 19 or 20. And that number could go up or down depending on, you know, what happens with the Fed. Will we get rates that rise? Uh, will we get uh, a Trumponian uh, implosion uh, at the federal level and, you know, the federal government shuts down? Yeah, it's all the end of the year and it's all happening right now. So this affects the real estate market and obviously it affects the loan and the amount of money you can borrow and the rate you're going to borrow it and so given all of these things uh, the estimation of what's going to happen in 2019 is really at the at the forefront of what we're going to do in the next couple of weeks so anyway if you are listening and you're out there thank you very much uh, always write down the number and make sure you call us if you have a question after the show i'm jeff barton i'm your voice in the mortgage industry and we'll be right back you're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton. I'm your voice in the mortgage industry. 888-713-2929 is our telephone number. If you pick up the phone and call us or write down the number and save it, call us later. Questions on mortgages, on, on what's a best deal and how many options do I have? And this is my credit score. This is how much money I make. This is how much money I'm going to put down or none of that. We certainly can help you answer questions as to the variety of products in the marketplace. Certainly there are many, many different choices today. The reason is, is that banks need loans. So they're going to open up the number of products out there in order to get loans in the door. Um, interest rates are rising, as we all know, although next year I don't think it's going to rise as much. But I'm not the expert on that. Celia is. And I and I've brought her on the show. Celia Rios is uh, nice enough to join us once again on the show. Uh, great realtor, loan officer, account executive for years. Celia, how are you? I'm very good, Jeff. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for being on the show. I do appreciate it. And I hope the intro was uh, correct. I'm sure you're all of those things, but probably a lot more. <laughs> Everything but real estate. I've just I've never sold real estate. Well, I, I like the other part. I like the lending part. Yeah, the financing part is the real estate deal. I was in one uh, just yesterday where I got blistered by a couple of real estate agents who, you know, couldn't quite understand why the deal was taking so long, and they wanted to take names and, and write down my number and call the governor. You know, it was one of those, and we've all been through that. Uh, I have one right now, but I just kind of I asked in a very polite way, can you please just wait and just collect your check and not get involved anymore because you're making it worse. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And that's what happens. I think what happens in many respects is that the realtors are frontline. They're on, they're, they're showing houses. They're with the customer. So they have the actual physical presence where quite normally a mortgage broker does not or a mortgage banker. They don't. Right. Well, I'm actually pretty involved with my customers. In fact, most of my customers will call me back and just Say, oh, I'm sorry I picked that real estate agent. I said, you know, I'll work with anyone you pick up yourself. <laughs> oh, well, that was nice. How sweet that is. That's very nice. Okay, yeah. so uh, the show seems to be about um, how to handle situations when they're tight, when they're difficult. I know it's year-end. People are a little bit nervous or uh, about the economy coming into next year. Interest rates may slow down, and we may, you know, see housing actually uh, become more affordable. Uh, what's your take on what's going to happen uh, early next year, into next year? Well, interesting enough, everyone's like, you know, a lot of people are saying like, oh, you know, it's going to be pretty barren because of rates and everything's happening politically-wise and also, right. you know, with these, you know, people wanting to leave the United States because it's too expensive and just all of our trade deals that are going wayward. Right. And honestly, I'm just as busy as I have been. So I'm busier this year more than I was last year. Last year, I took, I took the whole month off of February because it was so slow. So um, I don't know if that was the aftermath of everything. but Right. Uh, you know, I really think we're, we're going to hit that momentum. So I think it's going to be good. We're in a good market. I, I feel wise, um, housing-wise, I mean, there might not be a lot. You're starting to see more out there. But yep. it, it's not a seller's market and it's not a buyer's market. And that's kind of what we need. Right. I agree with you. And I was saying that in an earlier segment of the show, I said, look, we're getting to a point whereby negotiations are going to come back into play on real estate deals. It's not just, you know, whatever you want, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, and I'll give it to you so I can get into this house. And you stand in line with 45 other people trying to buy the same house. It's more going to be one buyer, one seller. Let's negotiate. Correct. Correct. And let's and I think we're getting back to that, to the personal part of it. Because uh, I remember, you know, my first house that I bought, I actually wrote a letter because 
um, and, it, and it was it was it was actually in the foreclosure market in 1996. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't like there was a lot of people lined up. And but I wrote them a letter because there was one. I think there was two two other offers behind it, and said, you know, this is what I plan on. This is my family, and I think we're right. gonna get back to that where it's, you know, it, it seems that we've been too disconnected with, just give me the DU findings and let's get the sun. And it's like, no, let's, let's get to know if it's actually a fit. So I, I think it, that's a good thing. Um, I don't think rates are going to be rising. I think we, I think they're going to be kind of settling. I mean, we've seen them kind of drop. Mm-hmm. From that's right. So, that's right. So I think that's going to continue. That momentum will probably continue probably to... I honestly told spring you might see a little bit a quarter here and there, but nothing drastic. Um, I definitely think we're hitting in January. We'll hit a real correction in the stock market. Yeah, I think I really so. Think I think that's, that's true. Very inflated. Yeah, <laughs> when you're dealing with you know not ten, twenty, thirty times earnings, you're dealing with a thousand times earning. I, yeah, I think that's really overvalued. I, and Absolutely. I, yeah, and I, absolutely. I, I think so, that that many people in our industry look to the stock market as not really an indicator of what's going to happen in the real estate market, although there are some, you know, uh, uh, concurrences, i.e., you know, if you have your money in there and you want a down payment, you can't cash out a stock, it just fell 100 points. Correct. Correct. I would tell everyone, like, go conservative right now, so uh, when you, you know, when it does crash, now you can buy <laughs> Right. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. I said the same thing to someone the other day. I said, hey, look, be patient. A year, 18 months, you're going to see a correction in the real estate market. So save your pennies and buy then. Don't be, you know, don't spend it now. I really really think people really, I mean, in our industry, that's what we should be doing. We should be really counseling these people and just saying, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just put a a, a young couple into a home and I worked with them for 18 months. Right. So, yeah, I could have, they could have gone to something else. It would have been what they wanted. They would have been over the head. But they cleaned up all their credit. They ended up with, you know, being able to save over $150,000 by yeah. just tightening up. They're in the movie industry and production and all that. But still, right. I mean, you know, people make a lot of money. They don't really save that money. So when I kind of put them on this plan, you know, and they're ecstatic. They got the house of their dreams, the one that they wanted. So I think... What did you do? Did you fix their credit more, or did you get them to save a down payment? What was the What was the key? I got them to really to start saving because Good. they went from literally making together to together about five thousand a month to making twenty two thousand a month. They, they wow. just, their business blew up and doing production. They do production work in filming for racing for like all these side projects that are pretty well known, like the Baja five hundred race. Or, oh yeah, sure. So. So they just went from, you know, which is still good money, but to making exceptional money. But they were just spending it as fast as it comes in. And I think, you know, that, what does it say, you know, I, I can remember saying one day, God, if I could only make 1500 a month, I'll be so wealthy. You know, the average salary was 800 a month. Right. You know, and then right. once you get that, your spending changes. So I think, you know, we... You know, and they're millenniums, so there's just there's this disillusionment that money always comes and it's never going to end. So, mm-hmm. and I don't really think they've been taught anything about savings. I don't think the average person understands how to save. So, now, are you receiving any requests for refinances? Uh, speaking of money in your house sitting there, I mean, are you recommending people to maybe take that money out and put it in cash right now, or, or what? What's your idea on all that? Um, I'm, I actually have several refinances mm-hmm. because even though we came out of that depression, or well, we call it a recession, yeah, right. you know, p- 
people, you know, everyone says, oh, that was so long ago. It wasn't. It nope. took us five years, six, seven years to even recoup yep. or even have a breather. And a lot of people have charged. And so, you know, even some people that have refinanced, it's, it's kind of funny. I have three loans going right now where they had a 3.625 and we have three and a half, 30-year fix. And I put them in, one's going into a five and an eighth, and the other one's going into four and three quarters, you know. But right. they're like, at first, they're like, no, don't. I'm like, well... How does how's that rate making you feel good when you can't even make your monthly payment? You know, right. and I just I just gave them the scenarios, and actually one of them I I ended up changing into a three and three and yeah three and a half, and I put him in a seven one, and I showed him his history of how he's constantly refinancing every three years. Right, you're going to refinance within the next seven years. Don't worry about the thirty year fix. This idea about a thirty year fix and. I have to have that. It just makes no sense. Well, there's such a movement right now, and I keep bringing it up to try to do away with the 30-year, right? Because the banks are hurting and they need churn in the mortgage market. So if they had like a 15 as the limit, that means you'd get twice the business in 30 years because those people would have to. But as you just said, most people refine every three to five years anyway. Correct. Correct. I do have a place that um, that does offer uh, 30 to 15. Wow. I like that very so, much. Hey, shout out yeah. your phone number for those who are looking for a terrific loan officer. 949-903-2881. See you. Thank you very much for coming on the show and talking to us about the market conditions and, uh, you know, a little bit about what's going to happen next year. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming on the show. This is Celia Rios, great loan officer. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton. I'm your voice in the mortgage industry, 888-713-2929. That's our telephone number. If you pick up the phone and give us a call, we can answer your questions about your daily mortgage. Yeah, what is your daily mortgage? Well, every day you are in your house and you're enjoying the morning and drinking a cup of coffee, have a little bit of lunch, dinner, another day rolls around. Well, you are paying each and every day on your mortgage. I know you have 12 monthly mortgage payments, but really if you break it down, you could break it down daily. And in those daily payments, depending on the type of mortgage you have, but everybody's got it, you've got your mortgage payment, which is your principal, your interest, and that goes to whoever owns your loan and the servicer, your taxes, and that goes to the government, and your insurance, and that, of course, goes to the insurance company. Now, all of these payments, your principal interest taxes and insurance, PITI, can be broken down into a daily, right? So you know what your daily expense is, your house expense. Now, if you're out there and you're thinking, okay, I want to take money out of my house, I want to, you know, fix up the kitchen, I've got college to pay for, I've, I want to uh, buy another income property, these are the numbers that you have to look at. Your principal interest taxes and insurance is a house number, the uh, LTV, loan to value, okay? So if you're looking at that special, because, hey, money in the bank is better than money in your property, especially if we're looking at an economy which might go into recession in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. I'm not the only one saying it. Go to uh, Mortgage News Daily. Go to any financial site, MSNBC. Go to uh, Fox News. Go to Bloomberg. Any of these financial sites will tell you that we are in a, you know, a, a look at 
possibly uh, recessionary issues. Uh, we had the uh, inverse curve, which meant that the three-year Treasury note was paying more than the 10-year Treasury note when usually it's the other way around. That's called an inverse curve. And when we go into that, we're looking at you know, the possibility of a recession coming up. Yeah, that's an issue. We're looking at long-term effects of this trade war with China. We're looking at the uh, government threatening shutdowns. We're looking at the Democrats taking over Congress. There's a lot of things going on that make people nervous. Now, if you're out there and you're thinking, oh boy, here we go again, I don't think it's going to be anything like it was in uh, 2008. We don't have those major issues. What we have is a typical capitalistic up and down in both uh, the... Uh Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply equity market in the stock market and certainly in the real estate market that's what happens now out here in california locally we're talking san bernardino riverside i have a bunch of friends in rancho and uh, i even have in la county out in covina and a number of other offices that we work with they are looking at locally the expansion of inventory as we talked about in the last segment or we will talk about in in uh, the next segment both of these items and all three of these items uh, mean that we've got a changing marketplace, expansion in inventory, property values not rising as much. So if you're thinking of all of these things and making sure that, okay, if I've got money in my house and I want to lock in that money, i.e. cash in the bank, then I want to do a refi. So this calculation of your principal interest taxes and insurance on your daily rate divide by 30 or 31 when you figure it out monthly, you can figure out pretty simply. Now, I know a lot of you are, you know, 
paycheck by paycheck people, i.e., you get a paycheck, you spend your paycheck, you take a certain percentage of that, and you put it away for education or other needs, uh, long-term health care. Um, and by the way, hey, Daryl, the um, health care costs, uh, what is happening with our health care costs in your house? I mean, what's going on with you guys? Well, it's uh, certainly going up because, first of all, uh, employers are paying less and less and less of a if percentage than they right. used to, if at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, even Medicare doesn't cover 100%. Right. And you need to get supplemental insurance beyond that. And then if you don't get health care, you get banged on your taxes. Now, why has this been a problem since, I don't know, before Reagan, Nixon talked about health care. We've been fighting this health care issue for 50 years. I but mean, really, single-payer health care is the only, is the only thing, thing to do. Yeah. You need, basically, uh, Medicare for everybody, right? I mean, that's what we're talking a about. Absolutely. And, and first of all, for, for people on disability, they have no decision-making process. It automatically comes out of their Social Security, automatically. Right. right. You don't have choice when it comes to... Uh, your bill going up, uh, you do have choices to how much, i.e., my deductible. Now, here's the thing. I have a deductible that's high, right? $6,000 is my deductible. Per year. Per year. So you have to go partake, if you will, right. of $6,000 worth of medical services right. before you get any coverage or, or payment from an insurance that's company. That's correct. Now, I'm of an age where I have Stuff. Stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what? You know, there's you, a lot you of people. Me, you and me both now. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of people that have stuff. Yeah. And I'm in healthy, good shape. I'm not in bad shape kind of guy. But if I've got to pay six grand, right? Six grand. Now, that, that may seem like nothing to some people, but that's a lot of dough. To a lot of people, that's a month's salary or, or, exactly or right. more. Yeah. Exactly right. So i got to come up with six grand before they entertain. Now, I called a doctor who... You know, hopefully this last bill will exceed my limit and I'll get a little bit back, right? I mean, every little bit helps. $1,500, $1,000, whatever it is. Of course. So the billing service that the doctor uses, they don't. They're not associated with the doctor. So if I'm disputing the bill or when they're sending it into the insurance company, the doctor sends me to some third party. Which they have no knowledge of what happened. I have no I So I call five calls an email. Finally, I had to call the doctor back and I say, hey, are these people real? Or are you just pulling my leg? So an hour later, I get a call from the billing. How can we help you? I said, how can you help me? You mean you don't even know why you're calling me? I've been, you know, you have to really take a deep breath and say, okay, let's start from the beginning. Explain to her the situation. She said, oh yeah, uh, that bill should have come to you already with an explanation. I, how many times have you heard that? The thing that I'm baffled about is, is prescription drugs, right? I don't have any coverage for prescription drugs at the moment, and, and there's a variety of things that uh, I, I do need on a monthly basis. Right. And the price variations are huge. 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 I mean, I w had one particular prescription that uh, Kaiser uh, originally had the prescription. They wanted $3,000, the insurance copay on it. A and year? Then, then I went to CVS and it was, no, just for one month. Oh, my gosh. Went to CVS, it was $1,600. Went to Walmart and it was $600. But, oh, here, I found a coupon, 40 bucks. Same prescription, same period of time, $3,000 in one place, 40 bucks somewhere else. This is, this is if so... If I hadn't asked or pushed, 
Some people just pay the three thousand. Exactly. It's like when you when when something appears, and and the reason we're talking about healthcare, and the reason I brought it up is because every extra dollar you spend in this, you can't spend on your house. The house that you want to get, the mortgage you're trying to get to get into the market before the interest rates go up to seven eight percent. That's important. So all of this has to do with you getting the best mortgage, the best financing, and the best house available in the market. Because let's face it, next year is going to be an opportunity for housing. People are nervous about the economy. There's going to be more uh, properties on the market. And the interest rates still, and by the way, interest rates this week, 4.75% have come down a quarter point in two weeks. Why is that? Because of all these things I've been talking about, about the economy. People are a little bit nervous, so what happens is the bond market kicks in and we get a retrenchment of prices in the mortgage market. Anyway, I'm Jeff Barton. Thanks, Daryl. And I'm your voice in the mortgage industry, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton. I'm your voice in the mortgage industry, 888-713-2929. That's our telephone number. If you pick up the phone and you give us a call, we can help you with your mortgage questions. I know it sounds mundane and boring, but you know what? January is right around the corner. You're going to want to recover quickly from your debt here in uh, in December if you're buying for the holidays, which most of us are. And you want to be able to maximize the amount that you can go out there in the marketplace, get a great mortgage, and buy that house. Inventory's rising, as I said. I think we're going to see that trend continue. And I think that mortgage interest rate rise might not be as many as we thought, and they might not come as quickly as we thought. So given that what it is, everybody out there, thank you for listening to the show, coming to it each and every day. Uh, we try to bring guests to the show that can enhance our ability to both talk to you and have you talk to us, professionals in the industry, and then maybe get a little fun out of it. Um, I have run across uh, Dr. Amy's um, information on a, on a website and a Facebook uh, page that I just joined about radio hosts, radio broadcasters, and I really appreciate what she brings to it. She's a... Um, uh, author, uh, her latest book, Working with Difficult People, uh, shot to number one in Amazon sales for business etiquette books. Uh, I actually saw it in the airport. I didn't, I'm sorry, Amy, I didn't pick it up. I apologize for that. <laughs> but I saw the headline. And I was like, oh, that's something I really need to uh, read. Anyway, thank you very much, Dr. Amy, for coming on the show. My pleasure. Happy to be here. And thank you very much. Okay, so I'm in the, uh, my day job is I work for a company called Malibu Funding, and we're in the mortgage and real estate world. And we constantly are quarterbacking between buyers, sellers, agents, um, and everybody else in between in the business. We're constantly having to negotiate with people that are difficult to talk to. I got yelled at yesterday for 25 minutes by an agent who just wanted to berate me. Uh, it was very difficult to hold my tongue. Give me some tips first off before we get into some other things of how to handle a situation in a workplace that you have to encounter, and I encounter it all the time. First of all, it's definitely unfortunate <laughs> when you're in that circumstance. But the best thing to do, if possible, is to take emotion out of the situation. 
Right. So try not to take that personally. Recognize that the individual who is yelling or screaming or ranting most likely is not mad at you. Perhaps he or she is upset at the situation or something completely outside of what you and he or she are talking about. And so that's the key. The key is to remove the emotion. So try to make it more pragmatic, more practical. What do I need to do in order to get what I need and want from this person and he or she from me? Okay, in that strategy... Do you try to figure out what's going on with the other person or do you just swallow and, and take a deep breath and try to get to whatever the solution is? Well, it depends on the way that you relate to this individual. Is this a one-time thing? Are you dealing with a customer who you no longer have to deal with after you end this transaction? Or is this someone who you'll be interacting with for days, weeks, months, years ahead? So I think that can help you to determine whether you want to invest the time and energy to repair or fix that type of a relationship. If it's something that really won't affect you in, say, five minutes, then take a deep breath and deal with it. Right. Perhaps the next time you encounter someone like that, if there's someone else you can, um, you know, pass that person to, that might be an option if you have a supervisor who can right. handle that type of an interaction for you. Yeah. Uh, that's why they get paid the big bucks. Uh, but otherwise, the, the idea is to really try to take yourself out of the personal component and really just focus specifically on the tasks or the things you need to say or do in order to move beyond and wipe your hands clean of that particular individual. You know, we're all... You know, it's a, it's a holiday season, so everyone gets a little on edge during this time of the year. I have recently gotten into um, a situation with insurance companies. I, I went through the latest fire out in Malibu, California, and dealing with insurance companies and people who are very nice on the phone but ineffectual, and then, as you said, just pass you off to the next person. So... In talking uh, on the last segment, we talked about healthcare, and we talked about the difficulties with dealing with these people. You're a consumer. I'm a consumer. How do you, from that standpoint, deal with situations that you seem to have no control over? Well, we need to recognize that there may be certain situations seriously, we do not have control over. Right. So we right. may need to then speak to the person who can help us best. We need to also remember to take accountability for things that we do have control over and things perhaps that we might need to do better or fix the next time. But if it's something that we need just an answer, we need to figure out who to go to to get what we want and need, the main issue in any relationship, whether it be personal, professional, oftentimes stems around conflict related to communication. So we need to open the lines of communication, make sure that we're clearly asking for what we need from the right person who can actually give us what we need. Tell us about your book a little. Tell us about the uh, how you break it down, uh, the 10 different things you might be able to say to somebody to, um, I guess, calm a situation. Um, tell us a little bit about your book. Sure. So my book is actually a revision and modernization of a book that my grandmother wrote over 25 years ago. Wow. She was a mentor of mine, and while she wasn't an industrial organizational psychologist, she actually encouraged me to go into the field. Hmm. She was a management consultant and wrote a number of books, one of which was Working with Difficult People. And when I found out that it was still in print, uh, yet rather outdated, it didn't have any mention of email or right. what do you do when your boss is looking at his smartphone instead of you when you're talking, <laughs> that kind of oh. thing, I approached the book publisher and asked if I could revise and modernize it. So it's, um, it's a very special project and um, a book that I'm thrilled is, is doing well in, in sales. It's um, ebook and audio as well as, as paper. Give us but there are three different Good, main you. types of 
um, individuals that we deal with. So first off, it's uh, bosses and then Mm -hmm. colleagues and subordinates. And the reason that the book is broken up into those three main sections is because let's take a narcissistic individual. If you have a narcissistic boss, you would need to react differently to that individual than you might a narcissistic colleague or a narcissistic subordinate. So while there might be certain tendencies, the way they play out based on their role in relationship to you greatly impacts how you're going to deal with those individuals. So the book is laid out nicely uh, from, you can pull somebody up from the index or use the table of contents, depending on your relationship to that person, and find out not only what that means, say a narcissistic boss, but also what you might say to get what you want and need from an individual like that, and specific talking points and tactical strategies so that you can take and move forward with that relationship, applying much of what we spoke of at the start of this, taking emotion out, being practical and pragmatic in your approach. And and how much self-awareness? I mean, do you have to spend some time in in a therapeutic situation to know who you are before you approach (laughs) any situation like this? You know, one of the funniest (laughs) things that I found, because I'm also, you know, a consultant, and I go into the workplace and help people to to tackle a lot of these issues, but something that I found to be quite uh, enjoyable and exciting is when someone is calling me and asking if I can help them because they know that they are one of those difficult people oh, in the book. So I, I think we all have difficult type tendencies, um, mm-hmm. you know, at different times of our, of our day or life sure. or with certain people in relationships. Yep. But yes, if you know that you happen to fall somewhere, you might use some emotional intelligence and some self-awareness techniques so that you can actually say, you know what, hey, here's who I am, and I know this might be something that's challenging for my colleague, for my boss, for my subordinate. Therefore, I'm going to lay it all out and see what I might do in order to better react or relate to that person. Do you think society, either in movies or uh, uh, fiction, um, I guess, uh, heroizes the individual who's that tough-minded, you know, difficult person that everybody seems to admire and gets the job done? Do you think that that adds to some of this, or do you think it's mostly you know, uh, how you're raised in terms of uh, how you interact with people, especially with bosses or with subordinates? I think in today's world, we really live in this age of entitlement. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, people expect certain types of responses from individuals, regardless of, you know, tenure or experience, they may feel that they are entitled to. We have a lot of issues with generational differences in the workplace now. And the, the way that we are brought up, not only in our current family life or our current circumstances, but also, um, you know, various cultural, um, and other influences can truly impact the way that we interact. And we have a lot of cross-cultural type um, communities and organizations now. So all of those, those issues really weigh into even perhaps offending someone unintentionally. Um, I see that a lot in the workplace, that we don't mean to come off as right. <laughs> arrogant or stuck up or, you know, mean or domineering or too docile. Right. And instead, we just, we're coming off in the wrong way because we're not understanding the way that our messages are being perceived by others. So re- there really is a huge self-awareness component. Um, we need to see who we are and make sure that our values are matching those with whom we're interacting. And if they don't, and we're still interested in interacting with them, we need to see where we can match up and come to some type of a compromise so we can move forward. 
Dr. Amy, thank you very much. You know what? That's terrific information. I want to have you back on if, if you'll let us uh, sure, uh, entertain you, you again. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. But I appreciate you coming on the show. We're out of time. Thank you very much. And thank you very much. This is uh, Dr. Amy Cooper Hakeem and her book, her latest book, Working with Difficult People, you can get on Amazon. I'm Jeff Barton. I'm your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton. I'm your voice in the mortgage industry, 888-713-2929. That's our telephone number. If you pick up the call, uh, pick up the phone and give us a call, we can talk to you about your mortgage. We can talk to you about some of your financial questions that you're going to have uh, facing you if you're looking to purchase. Uh, I was talking a little bit in a previous segment about uh, the purchase market, what's happening in inventory, if you are uh, in the market right now for a house, you may have noticed that uh, more houses are on the market today than necessarily, at least on a percentage basis, than were two or three months ago. Uh, year end, we usually get market uh, actually with less houses just because people pull their houses off their market at the end of the year and they want to start the new year with a fresh listing. And the days on market number in the multiple listing service is always a big number. If you see and you're searching for a house and the market's been on the, I mean, the house has been on the market 100, 200 days, obviously you're thinking that the seller was, would be more prepared to take a lesser offer, right? So if we get to the end of the year and there's a, a question or an issue about that, usually sellers take their property off the market. I mean, that's just what you do in the business in order to, as I said, have a fresh listing by the first of the year. But this year is a little bit different in that all year we've been complaining about inventory, inventory, there's a lack of inventory. That's what's driving the price up. Well, there is more inventory. The prices are not rising as much as they were. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to see next year three, maybe two to four percent rise. Uh, we're not going to see the six and a half percent rise we saw this year. And in certain parts of the country, we're even looking at a pullback of uh, high prices to where it's flat, i.e. there is no raise in value. Now, what does this do to your psyche? Does this make you, you know, skittish about the market? Are you worried that perhaps you're overpaying for a property right now if you go into the market and pay full price? Well, this is the best time for buyers. You need to educate yourself as to the precise house that you want, obviously, and also the market conditions. Your realtor is obviously the one to help you do that. There are a number of different sources where you can also glean the information that you need, but certainly when you're looking to find a house and you figure out what your price, negotiate. And, and if you can't negotiate off the price, negotiate. If, if it's an FHA loan, try to get some uh, points back in terms of closing costs. One, two, three points. Why not? It used to happen all the time. In a down market, 3% closing costs is really normal. So if you're thinking of it and you want to buy a house and you're looking at the inventory and you're seeing what's happening out there in the broader-based economy, yeah, it's a good time for you to empower your agent to go to work for you, i.e., let's dig your heels in a little bit. There may not be multiple offers on properties like there, was, uh, like there were, like there was, like there were, I don't know, something like that, about five, uh, six months ago. So empower your agent to go to work for you do the research on the property you're really considering and make sure that you uh, are, if you're looking at an FHA loan, ask for some concessions. Ask for some seller concessions on 
one, two, three percent towards closing costs of the loan. All of these things are are back in play. It's more of a normal market where you have an equal number of sellers, an equal number of buyers. And usually what they say is it's about five to six months worth of inventory. Now, certain parts of San Bernardino Riverside and certainly up in Tahoe, that may not be the case. There are always neighborhoods that are very hot and very, you know, in demand. But for the most part, on average, this is what we're seeing, and this is what we're going to see next year. We are looking at an economy which is uh, looking good in terms of employment, although what we did see is that the unemployment uh, numbers actually spiked uh, last month. We have more people applying for unemployment than had been for quite some time. Now, everybody has, is aware of the uh, GE closing a couple of plants, laying off, I think it was 13,000 workers. Does this forebode for the future? In manufacturing, I would say, yeah, probably. I mean, manufacturing was always uh, the thing that won an election for uh, the current president, but was never coming back the way it was back in the 60s or the 50s or the 70s. The reason for that is manufacturing is normally done with cheap labor. Cheap labor does not exist in the United States anymore just because of, of uh, the protection of workers and go to, in, in areas that would support a worker in your area. So if you go to the local grocery store, uh, a Marqueta, or you go to uh, you know the local Ralphs or Vaughn's, which are national stores, try to pick a market out. Try to go to a farmer's market on the weekend where you're dry, buying direct from the farmer. Um, just other local things, the plumber, the electrician, you know, people that come out and do work around your house if you do that. Or if you're going to buy a rake, go to a local hardware store, not the big multinational chain. Why? Because the dollars you're spending stay in the community to somebody who's actually going to spend the money in the community. may cost you a few bucks more, but it really helps out the local economy. I'm a little worried about the economy, to be honest with you. I'm not a naysayer, but I do believe that we've had a run here since 2010, which has been unlike any other run, both at the stock market level and in the jobs creation area. We've created so many new jobs that we have now about 165 million people working in the United States, and that's the biggest number that has ever worked in this country. Now, that's a big number, 165 million. Now, a lot of these jobs are jobs that are at the $30,000 and below level, I understand that, but we need to figure out a way by which we can take your son, your daughter, maybe somebody who's in their mid-50s who just got laid off, and figure out a way to, to get them to a job that pays a certain money, amount of money. And to my mind, it's not forcing uh, entry-level jobs into paying more. It's figuring out how to transition workers from one end of the spectrum to the other. Look, a McDonald's job is not a lifelong job. It's just not. You need to get that as your starter job and then move on either into management or hotel or food management or into some other aspect of a career where you can look to the future and say, yeah, I can make money at this. Anyway, all of this stuff is important to what we're doing in the economy because, let's face it, without making money, you can't get a loan. You can't buy a house. Right now we're going to see, and next year even more so, we're going to see a flattening of prices. Therefore, the real estate prices in your area are not going to go up by 10%, 5%. They may uh, hold inflation rate at 25 to 4%. So that means that things will become more affordable. And if you take care and not spend too, money, too much money around the holidays, which I think in an earlier segment I talked about, and you can manage 
the expectation of what you're looking for in the area that you want to want to see, you can begin to see your way towards affordability. And that's one of the issues. Look, there's two things, right? There's the number of houses being built, and there's the affordability rate of people who need to buy. Both of those numbers need to go up. We need more houses. And by the way, the Home Builders Association came out with their last monthly report. It said that they expect to build less houses last, next year. So if they build 650,000 houses nationwide this year, they're not going to build that many next year. And everybody knows that we need about a million new houses built every year to catch up with the demand. So, you know, right away we're seeing that that's probably not an answer. But it is an issue by which we need to address not only locally here in the San Bernardino Riverside and up in the Tahoe area, but certainly all over the country. Housing is what we're needing, and then we need to make sure that people are raising their income by getting out of jobs that really, you know, they're overqualified for, and getting into work that we can say, okay, this is a job that which you can be, it can be sustainable in an economy that is not a manufacturing economy anymore. It is a... Um, uh, financial services economy, yes. It's a healthcare economy, yes. These are the type of things that we need to push people into jobs in order to afford housing that hopefully will get uh, uh, better numbers on the Home Builders Index next month. Anyway, I'm Jeff Barton. I'm your host for the um, Mortgage Voice, and I really appreciate you listening this week, and uh, we'll see you next time. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. For more on today's topic, visit www.malibufunding.net.
KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.